podcasting from sunny and spiritual AF San Diego. This is Nutrition for the Soul, a holistic hub for all my women looking to clear the noise when it comes to their health and well-being. And I'm your host, Nia Creo, holistic nutritionist, wellpreneur, and just a girl here to serve and learn on this journey with you. Um, thanks for tuning in. So um, I didn't make an episode last week because I had just gotten back from a little bit of travel, but I am back and ready to um, gift you with some uh, nutritional, spiritual knowledge today. Uh, before I get into that, though, um, I wanted to draw our weekly card. Um, so if you tune into the last episode, I said that I wanted to start a thing where um, I draw a oracle card for you so that you really get um, the whole spiritual, holistic perspective that I'm going toward um, or going for on this podcast. So I drew from the psychic tarot deck this is like my baby I don't let anybody touch it so I feel like it has magical powers Um, it's a deck by John Holland and I drew a card with a black border and these are like the universal cards if you will Um, and the number is 20 so the black symbolizes protection independence mystery Um, so if that is pertinent to anyone out there um, so the card says truth and I'm going to read it right now so the qualities of this card illustrate spiritual awakening clarity the revelation of truth and cosmic consciousness at times it takes a wake-up call to get your attention and show how far you need to go this card comes forth to do just that evaluation of the past along with the lessons that you've learned or still need to understand must now be a top priority doing so will enable you to forgive accept and heal so that you can move forward in a balanced spiritual mindset the truth card reminds you that a significant change must be made in a certain area of your life but don't make any hasty decisions take your time for any choices or alterations must be weighed and evaluated with the most careful and wisest of judgments Whatever steps you take now will have far-reaching consequences, more than you'll ever know. Using the powers of the universe and blending them with a little help from the physical world will assist you in bringing about clarity and a shift of awareness. What was once not obvious will now be realized and understood. Be honest with yourself and trust what you know to be true. So I feel like in multiple points um, of me reading that, it says um, that we have to kind of like own up to something and that is what's going to bring that, I don't know, like clarity piece or otherwise solve a solution that you're like, oh my God, I don't know how to get through this. Um, I definitely relate to that with some personal things that I'm going with. Um, So maybe that relates to you. (laughs) Um, So on today's episode, um, I haven't decided what I want to title it yet, but um, I'm talking about kind of like your inner child and um, how this has to do with like your poor food habits and um, self-sabotaging behaviors. So I have this theory, and I know I'm not alone in it because I've um, read some um, 
literature and done a little bit of research, but never have found anything other than a book by Marianne Williamson to back me up on this uh, idea of energetic weight loss or this idea of shedding um, layers um, within the energetic body in order for us to heal our relationship to food. Um, And one of the quotes that... um, in her book, A Course in Weight Loss, or like A Course in Miracles. She has one for weight loss. Um, She says that uh, our bodies are a reflection of our subconscious minds. And another really powerful quote that she also says in there is that weight loss should be a byproduct to a deeper healing. So what does your childhood drama have to do with your poor food habits? Well, a lot. Um, so let me give you a little bit of a background. I haven't really shared too much of my story on this podcast. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, where, um, you probably know a little bit more about me through that, uh, social media platform, or maybe, you know, me personally, and you know, all my business and was all into the spiritual side of things and, um, taking care of my body and both a physical and spiritual level. Um, I was a very overweight teenager. Um, I was 13 years old and I weighed, uh, 225 pounds and I very well could have been heavier than that. Um, I remember getting on the scale, um, after weight loss efforts and seeing that number. So, um, possibly higher, um, point of the matter is I was, um, very heavy for my age. And, um, I know a lot of hormonal changes and growth changes occur and like you have the, what we call baby fat. And I'm saying that with air quotes, (laughs) uh, is kind of like, you're still growing, but, um, I definitely had a very poor relationship with food to that. Um, I would binge and binging was something I had done since I was six years old. And I didn't even realize that until recently, um, when I was, um, writing for a book that I just recently co-authored and that I would take food and I'd hide it from my family. So food was definitely a way I coped. I dealt with a lot of, um, emotional trauma and trauma doesn't have to be anything as like, serious as like, I don't know, like sexual harassment or, um, um, I don't, uh, I'm trying to think of other examples that aren't as drastic. Um, it doesn't have to be something like that where like you were mugged or, uh, you were in the war PTSD or anything extreme like that. Trauma is something that kind of like, um, was just interrupted, um, a moment that, um, possibly created growth for you or, um, anything that was emotionally challenging for you and maybe has hindered your ability to be, um, your fullest and highest self. That's what I consider trauma. And, um, I'm sure a lot of health professionals, um, therapists, healers would agree with me. So trauma could just be something as simple and it's not quite simple, but as like your parents getting divorced, that's like something that was an interruption. So if you grew up in maybe a toxic environment or you did extreme, um, experience anything, um, psychologically or emotionally traumatic, Um, then chances are you may have, and if you've not worked through it, then you might have relied on things like food, um, or, um, other things to kind of fill that void or like there's darkness in your soul and you need to fill it because that's kind of what happens. So, um, I recently got back from a vacation and I, um, 
as the universe would have it, I ran into um, a, I met a person on there. Um, she is a holistic um, therapist and we didn't even know each other's backgrounds. And we um, just started talking and she's like, yeah, in my practice, I'm looking for a holistic nutritionist. And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm always looking to like collaborate with therapists because I feel like that's one area that um, would greatly support like what I do. I can only take women so far. And she's like, holy crap, you're a nutritionist. I'm a therapist. And so we've been just kind of chatting since. And um, we were discussing like our perspectives on things. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely believe that um, there's energetic weight loss. And there's actually an entire module in my program, um, my coaching program that I guide clients through. And it's literally my favorite because that's when all the changes break through. And going back to that idea of me being um, really heavy um, at such a young age, um, it took me a long time to figure out like, why isn't this like working? Like I'm doing all the right things. There were so many points where I like plateaued or just felt like I was fighting against my body. And um, even when I got to the point of losing 85 pounds, I still like felt this heaviness, like even though I was working out five to six times a week, eating the right foods, um, I still didn't feel good. I still felt all those really negative um, and uncomfortable emotions that are typically associated with like being overweight or heavier. And we think that weight loss alone will solve them. And that's why diets don't work, right? So where in your life, maybe like, I think we could start with that, this question of where in your life, maybe do you think that like, if you, if weight or you struggle with weight issues or just having a healthy relationship and having food freedom, um, with yourself and your body, um, where do you think that you are relying on food? Is it emotional eating and what emotions are the ones that are so uncomfortable that you just subconsciously reach for food? Um, that self-sabotage where you're like, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but this is just like my automatic habit. So um, it could be something that happened at like such a young age that you're like, oh my God, like that does affect me. Um, so if you grew up in a toxic environment, um, I was talking to this <laughs> therapist that I met and she said that um, what I was saying is um, from a study called the ACT test. Um, and I'll put this in the show notes to kind of, uh, quote, uh, or cite, if you will, <laughs> like I'm writing a paper, um, the science that backs up my theory of energetic weight loss. So if you grew up in a toxic environment, um, science has proven it's harder for you to develop relationships, build trust with yourself and others, and generally feel safe. So when I think of the word safe, I think automatically root chakra. And if you're unfamiliar with what a chakra is, they're the seven main energy centers um, um, or portals, whatever you want to call them, to the body. So these are what uh, primarily the ba basics of like a Reiki practice. If you're familiar with Reiki, it's energy healing. If, um, so if you've ever like been in a spiritual shop or, um, have seen like pictures or images, you've probably seen like, uh, the rainbow orbs that go like red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, um, up like a person meditating. Um, and, 
so that first one is um, root and that is like our ability to feel grounded and safe. And so when that need of feeling um, safe, um, that basic need, um, uh, there's a scientist, I forget it off the top of my head, um, our hierarchy of needs of the first one is safety. So if that is impaired and um, you had emotional trauma or maybe an environment where um, it wasn't ideal, um, then that is kind of like impaired. So then it's like, well, how do I feel safe? What comforts me? And for a lot of us, that is food. Um, so when this toxicity is generational, so like, so say your mom or dad, um, was an alcoholic, um, and maybe their mom or dad was an alcoholic, or maybe it has something to do with drugs or just emotionally abusive relationships. Um, you're more likely to be triggered because it's literally like in your genes. So when mama is carrying you in her belly, if she's in a constant state of stress or um, she is nurtured, um, those kind of impact our ability to be our best self. So we find ourselves, um, if you, I'm assuming since you're listening to this, um, you're probably a little bit more conscious than the average person, but if there is no consciousness involved in your life, you just become subject to repeat these. So kind of like that idea where they say like, if you ha- were, um, a teenager and you got pregnant and, um, you, your mom was 16 when she gave birth to you. Statistically, they say that that would most likely happen to you. But if you, um, build awareness, it doesn't have to, right? Um, maybe your mom was really adamant about you going to school and avoiding that. So helping you break that generational, um, type of thing. So that's just one example. I'm not saying that's like in your genes to do that, but our environments definitely form us. So, when it is um, generational for you, like I said, it's a lot harder um, for you to break that because it's like ingrained within you. But one of my other favorite quotes, um, I also can't remember who says this, but she says that our genes load the gun, but our lifestyle pulls the trigger. So you can't blame your genes on everything. Like you do have control and maybe it's part of your life lesson here to unravel everything. So um, I did grow up in um, somewhat of a traumatic um, and I, I'm trying to find the perfect words for it. Um, there was a lot of drama <laughs> growing up um, for me personally and um I almost found myself uh, addicted to that even as an adult. Like I had to have things going or otherwise everything was boring. But um, because I dealt with a lot of like trauma and really uncomfortable feelings like shame and guilt and I held those within my body, food was one way I definitely coped. And then when I got over that food addiction, it turned into alcohol. And I don't think I would ever say that I was an alcoholic because I definitely um, went like Monday through Friday, didn't drink, and then Friday night and Saturday rolled around, it was binge drinking. And it was definitely a poor relationship to alcohol, but it was one way in which I didn't even realize it. I took that food addiction away and alcohol just came in and slipped right in. So 
when you find yourself engaging in unhealthy behaviors like as a means to cope to stress and pain, um, maybe you're like, well, I don't know if I really do that or not. Draw that awareness. And if you feel like, oh God, there's this like layer um, of weight that's uncomfortable on your body or you just feel like, oh, I'm not my best self, notice where like, things feel uncomfortable, what is your tendency? Because we don't want to feel uncomfortable, right? That's the whole reason we avoid those emotions and we get those um, effects from things or get like a curing effect from like food. And it's kind of like a temporary band-aid to a bullet hole essentially. So um, you know these habits don't serve you and you might not even realize like you're doing them to cover something bigger and that's probably why they're a lot harder for you to control. Um, And so it's like telling an alcoholic that you have to go to a bar every single day. You have to drink alcohol, but not too much. And you have to have a really healthy relationship with alcohol. That's the same thing as if you rely on food for things other than like nourishment um, and your um, tendency is for uh, an unhealthy um, reliance of it as comfort for you. So living in a diet-centric world where we're bombarded by fad diets and quick fixes, this only worsens the situation. So I know this struggle and that's why I want to talk about this because I've been you. If anyone I'm saying, they're like, oh my God, like she's totally speaking to me right now. I've been you. Um, But there's definitely a way to get through it. Um, And let's like set in that emotion for a second or like that reality where it's like we're being told like, oh, you have to um, cut out carbs um, because that's what's going to help you lose weight. And you see all these before and after and what we call hashtag keto, um, hashtag keto cut and all these things like there's so much conflicting information out there that it's it's so overwhelming. And it's like, okay, like that person's doing that, that person's doing that. Well, I've tried that and that doesn't work. Let me try this. Maybe it's Weight Watchers. Maybe I need to count my macros. Maybe I need to count calories. Maybe I need to eliminate this food or maybe it's gluten. Gluten's making me fat. (laughs) And it's just this like, okay, what do I do? And I get it. Some people are like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to participate in any diet because I might as well just eat the foods that make me feel good and who cares if they're good or bad because everything's going to make me die because that food causes cancer and yada, yada, yada. Let me right now interrupt that noise in your brain because the di- no diet is ever going to gift you that feeling of light and confidence that you are aiming for. None at all. Uh, the one thing that you need to do <laughs> before all else, before you change your really, um, your diet or your exercise habits is really come to terms with why is food your vice? What is it that you're trying to avoid? What is it that is uncomfortable? Maybe it happened to you as a child. Maybe it happened to you recently. I'm willing to bet though it's something that goes back to childhood. So, um, and this could be something as just like you yo-yo dieting and trying to find like your worth and being smaller or you binging every weekend, like Monday through Friday, I eat clean. And then Saturday, Sunday, I go crazy. And then I just start over on Mondays. That's also a form of yo-yo dieting. 
or just having this huge fear of food that thinking like carbs and high calorie foods will um, create weight gain for you. Um, or I don't know, <laughs> there's so many um, different ways and that we lean on food to kind of find our worth through how we look to other people, if that makes sense. Um, so this idea of energetic weight loss came to me, um, probably a couple of years ago. Um, uh, I would say almost, wow, two, two years ago, two years ago, my husband, um, left for deployment and, um, I remember I went to the doctors and I asked him, I was like, Hey, I just don't feel my best. Like, I feel like my energy is really low. Um, I'm just like, not sometimes I just have like really weird mood fluctuations. I'm not really confident in my body at the time I was working out like five to six times a week. And I was also teaching about 10 to 15 yoga classes. So I was very active and I was eating all the right foods. Like I said, in the beginning, and I was like, I always feel like there's just like this, like un like unspoken of weight that like, even if it's not reflected in pounds, there's this heaviness on me. I'm constantly fighting my body. And the doctor's like, oh, well maybe you just need to do a little bit more cardio. And I wasn't necessarily overweight. And I'm saying that with air quotes. Um, I was, oh, I don't even, like I'm five, six and I was 147, 148. I just felt the, the main premise I'm trying to get here was I felt like I wasn't the best me. There was just like, even if the scale didn't even move, it just was like, I didn't feel and look my best. And this didn't come from like a level of perfection. And so I went after getting no answers from a medical doctor, no offense, it just, this has been my experience quite often. I went to see an intuitive, uh, medium psychic doctor type thing. I can't, don't really know his title. He was an Ayurvedic doctor and he was like, Hey, like you have a few intolerances to things. Um, you have this blah, 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 blah. And I made such simple shifts in my diet, but at the same time, the really key thing that went on was that I spiritually healed. I've done the therapy thing. I've done the journaling, but I had never really sat with fear. Um, I never really sat with trauma. I never really sat with my anger. I didn't have a uh, I said I forgave certain members of my family, but I just didn't. I said it, but I didn't mean it. And I started to release these burdens and through a little bit of spiritual healing, like um, healers, like shamans and Reiki healers and just really tuning in. And because my husband was also deployed, I didn't have him to like, kind of like find, like sit in with my identity. I had to do this all on my own and it was really painful. Like it was so uncomfortable. There are points where my friends were like, are you okay? Like there's some, like, are you, is, is something going on with you? And I just like, I didn't even know how to put my finger on it until I came out of it. And I was just like, so lighter people would come up to me. And I think I only dropped like three to seven pounds physically. And sure, that might have like contributed to my dietary changes, but I just felt good. I didn't even know how much I weighed. <laughs> and people were like, oh my God, like there's just something that looks so different about you. Like, oh my God, there's something that's so um, lighter about you. Like you look so great, Mia. And I'm like, really? 
And I started to just to like understand like, oh my God, it was like all this inner work combined with like getting to know my body on a way deeper level and eating right for what my body needs and not just eating a certain way because that's what I was told was healthy. So there was this combination of physical and energetic change. And um, I honestly believe that that piece of like the emotional health is what is missing in our health industry. So our ability to address why in the first place we abuse food. So the lifestyle change, that before and after picture that you dream of is not going to come unless you do this healing work. If you ever feel like, oh, I'm always on and I'll do my diet and I like lose the weight, but then as soon as I'm off the diet, then it just like nothing happens. It could be that you don't have balance with food. It could be that you're not uh, understanding like why in the first place there is that imbalance. Why do you feel the need to go crazy? Why can't there be a middle ground? Um, And (laughs) so going back to what I was saying about uh, me meeting with that holistic therapist, she said, you know what? There's actually a study. It's called the ACT study, and it's related to um, children who have experienced trauma, and um, there is direct correlation to uh, the idea of that there was weight struggles, um, there were addiction issues, um, all the things I mentioned where we have those vices, food, alcohol, smoking, toxic relationships. And um, there was also a really interesting thing where adults later like were diagnosed with like things um really drastic like bipolar disorder like after being 45 years old then all of a sudden they're bipolar and then like these things were later triggered in life and I deeply and so wholeheartedly believe that this has to do with us not addressing and healing the wounds that maybe we um or the traumas that we experienced as children. Um, And I believe that until we honor that piece of us and until we stand powerfully um, and uh, almost like an advocate for that child and reparent ourselves in this way, and this is not to demonize your parents and say like, oh, they're bad people or, I mean, everyone's doing the best they can with what they have. That's like, a mantra that I really hold dear to myself. Like I don't play the blame game like I used to that, oh, it's all my family's fault for making me feel this way. They needed to know better. That's a really horrible outlook on things. Um, the point I'm trying to drive across is like, yeah, maybe like now you know a little bit more than what your mom and dad knew, but there is so much more information and access to it at that. We have the fucking internet, which was not around 30 years ago when we were children or even really popular. Like it wasn't like we Googled things on AOL. (laughs) Um, so we have access to like a plethora of information. Um, our society supports us, uh, for the most part, um, doing these kind of like introspective journeys, these healing journeys, um, more people are becoming more aware that there is this link and there is validity to our spiritual health and our physical health. So 
it's definitely related to how we show up with our, to for ourselves when it comes to food, when it comes to exercise, and those links to spiritual health with those very physical things like diet and exercise are worth exploring. So if you're someone out there that's like, there's a missing piece, I don't, I feel this really big heaviness, um, I'm constantly yo-yo dieting, um, I feel not good even though I've lost the weight, there's still a lack of confidence, I still don't feel empowered, I still don't feel good, um, I thought weight loss would solve this, or I can't seem to lose the weight, because that can also be a hindrance, like, I like going back to that quote of our bodies are a reflection of our subconscious mind weight in the form of pounds can definitely be a way in which you're trying to protect yourself. Maybe there was a very valid reason that you had that self-protection as a young kid. The idea of that, it doesn't need to be demonized. It's just, it once served a purpose, but now you don't need to, you, you can be yourself, but you have to learn and work through that pain and you have to go through that darkness and understand it and not shove it under the rug, not bury it with food, not bury it with alcohol. So I'm going to have to figure out a good way to title this because I talk about a lot, I guess, and I just wanted to make this a really brief episode um, and something for you to explore. Um, I'm going to invite you to explore this topic a little bit more. And like I said, if you know me, you know that this is like basically like the bread and butter of what I do. (laughs) Um, And uh, the one book that I definitely think you should look into is A Course in Weight Loss by Marianne Williamson. Um, And let me preface this with saying that I don't think anyone needs to lose weight to look and feel amazing. Um, But if you feel like, yeah, I don't feel good at this heavier weight. And um, I know that like, I will feel better if I lose weight, even if it's in the form of two pounds or it's energetic weight completely. Um, This Course in Weight Loss is a great book for you. Um, And uh, another book that um, I'd recommend, uh, I would, not another book, I would say looking into the ACT test. um, So the ACT ACT, it's spelled ACT, um, and the ACT study, if you will, it was done um, through Kaiser here in San Diego. And um, there's a little test that you can take and it can show you your score of like how much actual trauma you dealt with. The higher it is, the more subject you are to be triggered or you are to rely on substances or external things to find that healing. So explore it, start there, beat the losers or the guys that don't respect me because it's just going to end anyway. And consciously you might think, oh, I don't think that. But again, it's maybe it's something so deeply rooted that you don't even know. So yeah, um, I'll link all of that information in the show notes. (laughs) You probably can hear my dogs. (laughs) This little like sound blocker that I have, it does not work. Um, yeah, so I'll link everything in the show notes. And um, if you have any questions, I would love um, to help you out in this arena. Not even through my coaching, I can just send you more resources and healers that I've worked with that help me kind of navigate this journey because sometimes it can feel really scary and super uncomfortable. Like I'm talking like awkward teenager status, scary. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, exploring this idea of energetic weight, uh, 
if you want to join the conversation um, or um, connect with other like-minded women, you can join my Facebook group. Um, but if this episode, you enjoyed it, please like it. Um, you rate me five stars on Apple if you're an Apple user listening to me on iTunes. And let me know what you think. If you're listening and you're a stranger, follow me on Instagram at Eclectic Wellness. That's E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C dot wellness, not electric wellness. Thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, sending so much love and light to you. Bye.